Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the Fox Sports app and at foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. I recently posted a photo of James Wiseman, the Golden State Warriors center and 2020 first round pick on my Instagram account. I'm always kind of self-conscious about snapping photos of people surreptitiously. So I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do it or not. And maybe that's because I've, I've had my photo taken, unbeknownst to me, and had it posted on social media. And I got to admit, it was, it was a little unnerving. I, this, the one that stands out to me is I was walking into my local coffee shop one afternoon, picking up a cup for the drive over to the Warriors arena, actually. And someone apparently recognized me, snapped a shot, said in the caption that they were surprised that I'd be walking into that particular coffee shop, not knowing that I lived nearby. It was just strange. And so as an aside... When I was in Las Vegas for Summer League, I was in the media workroom when a guy started freaking out. One of the reporters, I don't know who he was, never seen him before. Young guy. I think he was new to the business. And based on his reaction, what I'm about to tell you, I would say he's new to the business. Anyway, he started freaking out about something he was tagged in that went semi-viral. And his friend was listening to him kind of freak out. And he was like, it's a good thing, right? And uh, the guy freaking out said, I, I guess I'm, I'm just not ready for this. So I don't know if he was really freaking out or freaking out was a way to draw attention from the entire room to the fact that something he was part of had gone viral. I'm going to go with the former, though the latter did cross my mind that he was genuinely like taken... Uh, by surprise that something he had suddenly had his name everywhere. But anyway, by the way, that's the kind of inherent skepticism 
that covering a professional sport will create in you. I was told very early on that one of the essential tools a good reporter must have is a bullshit detector. And I would add, he or she also must make sure that detector is charged and always on. And I don't know if that sort of guidance is actually provided anymore or if the practice of hiring the gullible is more in vogue. All I know is I read more stories today than ever before that make me wonder if the writer actually believes what they wrote or who they quoted or their premise or whether they're just going with it because they were told that and they don't want to come off as cynical or they don't want to be skeptical about their source or whoever they interviewed. I don't know. But I just see a lot being put out there where it stretches the imagination. Which brings me to Wiseman. I took the photo because we were at Summer League on the floor of the Thomas and Mack Arena, just beyond the baseline. The Warriors had just come out, their Summer League team and their coaches and everyone, and they had moved over to the bench or near the bench. And so we're on the baseline. I'm on the baseline. James Wiseman is there with a couple of his buddies, not Warriors people. About two rows, behind the two rows of tiered seats for scouts and media on the baseline. And I convinced myself, after debating whether I was going to take a photo of him or not, I convinced myself that this was a public place in full view of the fans in the stands. So Wiseman was fair game for a photo. Is that a rationalization? Yeah, maybe. In any case, I took the photo. Because, not just that it was Wiseman. I wouldn't have just taken a photo because it was Wiseman. I was intrigued by three things in particular. One... He was holding a book titled My Seven Black Fathers, a young activist's memoir of race, family, and the mentors that made him whole. The author is Will Juando. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now, I'm not familiar with the book or the author, but I find both interesting. I can also tell you that the number of NBA players I've, been, I've seen walking around with a book in their hands in Las Vegas currently numbers one. I've seen guys with books, and I know there are players that advertise their fondness for reading and seem to be very much into our our readers uh, consistently. I've just never seen it in Vegas. I've always felt like maybe there's just a little too much else to get into. I don't know how much reading I've done in Vegas. Two, Wiseman was wearing a pair of graphic shorts depicting... Muhammad Ali throwing a punch at someone. Smoking Joe Frazier would be my guess. But if I felt self-conscious about taking a photo, I would have felt super self-conscious staring at Wiseman's shorts until I figured out who the other boxer was. I did a Google search for the shorts and did not come up with anything. And maybe that's not all that surprising seeing as NBA players generally wear custom-made clothes in part because of their unique size, and in part because they can commission or pay for one-of-a-kind custom pieces of clothing. The third reason I wanted to snap a shot of him. He was wearing a hoodie and a t-shirt, socks and shoes, but not one stitch 
of Warriors team-issued gear. Now, I had no idea what all that meant, but I found it interesting, especially since he was going to be sitting on the bench during the game, not playing, but on the bench. If I drew any conclusion, it would be that Wiseman was very much an independent thinker. He was dressed more to express than impress. One of my IG followers took great exception to the photo. He suggested that I posted it as a way of inferring that Wiseman was going to be traded and that it was unfair to Wiseman to drop that kind of innuendo without some hard evidence. Now, understand, been a lot of talk about, I think this was right around the time where I had reported that uh, that Steph Curry had reached out to, to KD, Kevin Durant, about his interest or the potential of him coming back to the Warriors. So there was some trade talk in the air, and I was connected to it as far as Wiseman potentially going someplace else. I don't know that I ever mentioned Wiseman directly in the KD talks. I may have, but goes to goes to say that there's a good chance that if there was a deal made for Kevin Durant that Wiseman would most likely be a part of it. Now, I give the follower great credit because um, while the idea that Wiseman was going to be traded wasn't at all why I posted it, we went back and forth a few times, and at the end, he suggested that maybe he had come off a little more harsh than was warranted. You don't get those kind of emissions on social media all that often. And so I thought it said a lot about my follower, and it makes me good, feel good, especially good to have people like that who have that capacity who are following my work. Um, I also snapped the photo because it was evidence that he wouldn't be playing in the Warriors' inaugural game in Las Vegas, which was disappointing. With Wiseman having played less than 50 games over the last three years, 42 to be exact, three at the University of Memphis and 39 games his rookie year, I was really looking forward to seeing if he could play. Now, he didn't play at all this past season as he recovered from a torn meniscus sustained near the end of his rookie year the year before. So he was one of the reasons I was in Vegas. Uh, hoping to write about what the Warriors could hope to get from him this season. Uh, When it came to Summer League, the Warriors were very deliberate in how they played him. Four to five minutes at the start of every 10-minute Summer League quarter, and he did play every game except their opener, which I just find another, raises another question. Like, how is he not ready for the opener But then, two days later, he is ready to go and ready to go and play every game. It's just, there's been a lot of questions in terms of Wiseman's injury and sort of false starts in terms of optimism that he was going to come back and play at a certain point. And then that went away without without explanation multiple times. In any case, in any case, we're taking, I'm taking this from the four to five minutes at the start of every 10-minute summer league quarter, about 20 minutes a night. And look, the the potential is obvious. His potential is obvious. He's long, he's rangy, 
He clearly loves to challenge shots. He's like a young JaVale McGee, only without the big personality or the unbridled belief that his repertoire of shots is a lot deeper than reality would suggest. He wasn't like Jonathan Kaminga, who was trying to prove that he could be a scorer and was taking every shot, every opportunity, dominating the ball. Wiseman's not like that. Now, that's also not to say that Wiseman's decision-making is on point. There are shots Wiseman takes, mid-range jumpers in particular, that he appears to take because he is open, and that because he has shown a propensity to make them from that spot. Now, Jabari Smith, the number one pick for the Houston Rockets, already has a spot just to the right of the key. And I can tell you, just in the little time I watched him in Summer League, that is his spot. If he has an open look from there, by all means, he should take it. Wiseman does not have such a discernible sweet spot, or at least I've yet to detect it. Now, you get outside the grace and athleticism which, with which Wiseman moves, and his physical advantages start to diminish, if not disappear. Now, some of that could be from his lack of game experience. For example, he appears to be a phone booth rebounder, which is a term used for guys who can grab a missed shot in their area, but aren't guys adept at anticipating where to be or maneuvering to put themselves in better position than the opponent. Finding a way to tip the ball away from the other team, and then running it down. Dennis Rodman was a master at all that, but there are plenty of players who are decent at it. Draymond Green is one. Kevon Looney is another. Marcus Smart, as a guard, is terrific at it. Terrence Mann has a knack for it. Some of it's just athleticism and energy, but there's a lot of athletes in the NBA who don't know how to anticipate where the ball is going to go and then put in the effort to get there. And there it is tricky, especially when it comes to the offensive glass, because in today's NBA, teams really don't want you offensive rebounding for the most part. They're more concerned about getting back and stopping the break than they are getting an offensive rebound. Generally, it's if the ball's near the rim and you can go up and get it and you're right there, fine. But like, running across the court to chase down an offensive rebound in most cases. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Coach is going to pull you or is going to tell you, don't do that again. That's different. That's one of the changes that has transpired in the league because of how quickly teams get out on the on the break and the ability to knock down a wide open three. And obviously if somebody's chasing an offensive rebound and they don't get it, it's now a five on four going the other way and that could be a three-point swing or a five-point swing if you're counting the miss. 
In any case, Wiseman looked tentative a lot. And again, I would certainly chalk some of that up to a lack of playing time. But whatever's the case, there's nothing that will slow down a player more than needing time to know what to do. Recognition of what has to be done has to be instantaneous, if not anticipatory. And that applies to every sport. When I went from high school to college, I quickly learned that I had to know what my options were before I got the ball. And the instant I got it, I had to execute the right one. And that understanding went to another level when I trained one summer in Germany with a Division Three pro team. I worked out with their B team, and I'd like to think I was one of the better players, though these were no more than prospects. And this was in college, my sophomore year. One session, one of the A-team defenders came down and decided to mark the American. I saw this as my chance to show what I could do. I wasn't just a typical American player. I could hang. I also knew that I was being challenged. It wasn't by accident. He suddenly found his way to checking me. Anyway, take the ball down the right wing. I faked a right-footed cross made a cutback move, and set up my left foot for the cross instead. Now, I had gotten him to bite on the right-footed cross, so I thought I had him. Instead, he blocked my left with a reverse step, pretty much stuffed it. You could make the case that he faked me into thinking that I had faked him with my fake right cross. In any case, he read it perfectly, and in my mind, way too easily. And then when I went back home and resumed playing against collegiate competition, the game seemed slow. So he he understood the game or saw the game at a faster level than I did in that moment. I don't know that I ever, well, in general, everything was faster over there in, in how we played. But I don't know that I ever got to that A level. But when I got back to college, the game seemed slow. And it actually took a minute to get back in sync. Just because I could see the game faster, I could make decisions more comfortably. But I couldn't play fast if no one else was thinking on that speed either. So it took me a minute to get readjusted. Now, being able, as I said, being able to play faster helped in certain situations, but in others it put me out of sync with my teammates. Now, Wiseman spent a good part of Summer League trying to figure out the right tempo. Sometimes he looked too slow, recognizing a defensive rotation far too late for it to matter. And then sometimes he reacted too quickly, which resulted in a lot of fouls, where he was leaping at pump fakes or closing the space between him and an offensive player or driver at too quick of a speed to keep him from running into the player driving to the basket. He also had a propensity to put his hands in the back of whatever player was boxing him out. And had those been called, and they could have, remember these are G League referees working Las Vegas Summer League, then it would have been even worse for him when it came to fouls. Now, because a lot of what I just talked about can be chalked up to not playing, 
I understand why anyone might suggest he just needs time, that it's impossible to know exactly what he's capable of. That's fair. But there are other skills that are germane to the way that the Warriors play in particular that don't really require time. Seeing a teammate coming open for a shot or having a feel for how to dribble handoff, dropping off the ball and then setting a screen at the right angle to get the teammate who now has the ball and, and for an open look or for a crease to the drive, for a drive to the hoop, like those are just basketball plays. You either have those skills or you don't. And I understand too with Summer League, you're working with new teammates, but there's some certain basics that you should be able to execute no matter how long it's been since you've played or who you're playing with. Paolo Bancaro already looks like he'll be able to execute all of those skills at the NBA level. He was doing it in Summer League. He sees situations and exploits them. Now, Wiseman does not appear to see them, much less know how to take advantage of them. So, and why am I making this comparison? Well, Bancaro was the number one pick, and Wiseman in his draft was the number two pick to LaMelo. So we're talking basically the same area of the draft. Or take this year's number two pick. If you're asking me, would I rather have Chet Holmgren or James Wiseman? Based on their skills, it's really not close. I would take Holmgren. So that's where we are with Wiseman's skills. All this reminded me that there's a difference between regular intelligence, and basketball IQ. Wiseman, from what I've read, studied Chinese in high school. That's pretty impressive. He was walking around Summer League with a book. He is at the very least a thoughtful guy or a guy who's interested in feeding his mind. But there are players in the league whose reading comprehension might be suspect, but man, do they understand the nuances of playing basketball. That's one of the things we have to understand is that uh, general intelligence or IQ is not the same as basketball IQ. The two can correlate, but they don't necessarily. So there are guys who may not be well-spoken, may not spell well, but when it comes to basketball, they are geniuses in that regard, because they understand the nuances of the game. Their understanding is instinctive. You show them a situation, and they instantly know what to do. Give them a little practice and experience, and they can manipulate the game to create those situations. That's next-level stuff. That's the kind of stuff that wins championships. And the way the Warriors play... Their big men have to be more than just shot blockers and rollers. They have to understand at least the situation that they're trying to create, the ideal situation, and then hopefully develop the skills that allow them to contribute to creating those situations. They have to know exactly how they fit into the big picture. They have to be able to hold the ball at the elbow or above the key, survey the floor, and know when to deliver the ball to Steph or Clay. It's a little bit different. 
ball is going to be in their hands as opposed to the typical uh, when you had Capella and James Harden. James Harden had the ball in his hands. Capella is playing off of James who has the ball. James is the one making the decisions. With the Warriors system, it is more mutual. And the ball is actually in the bigs' hands more often. And they have to figure out when are Steph and Clay going to be open. That's why Kavon Looney replaced Wiseman as the starting center his rookie year. And that's why Zaza Pachulia played over JaVale McGee. Knowing what to do and when to do it is more vital, particularly for the Warriors, but I would say in general in the NBA, than how much a big man can do in general. I've had followers or I've had debates with fans about this very thing, like JaVale McGee's way better than Zaza Pachulia. Well, yeah, I guess in a, in a, in a pure talent respect, sure. I'm not going to debate that but not in an overall contribute in the way that a big man is needed to contribute sense with the Warriors. JaVale could do all sorts of things that Zaza could not. A good number of them were just things the Warriors did not need him to do because it didn't fit with the overall plan, which was first and foremost to get Steph or Clay an open shot. So because JaVale could do those things, Every now and then, or maybe more often at times, he would feel compelled to do them. Like Zaza didn't have those options, so he didn't have that temptation. But it made it work. At the end, it's not a matter of, we're going to put the five most talented players on the floor. With every NBA team, it's, we're going to put the five players who work together best. And work the best to get our best the most opportunities. So, the things that JaVale needed to do were not things that he did particularly well or better than Zaza. Now, one scout uh, who watched Wiseman suggested that the Warriors could develop a way of playing their way when Looney and Draymond are on the floor and another way when Wiseman is on to take advantage of what he can do, which they certainly could. I and I'm certain that if he's with them, that, that they will. They did it with JaVale. But then you have to understand that that would limit when and how they use Wiseman. That he's probably not going to be finishing games unless it's they're just trying to close the game out. They're not worried about scoring. They're just worrying about defending. And I just don't think that is what Warriors fans are envisioning. They see him out there instead of Looney in crucial stretches, providing rim protection at one end and a lob threat at the other in tight games. And the only way that's going to happen is if Wiseman can develop the skills and ability to play within the Warriors' normal offensive system. The Wiseman I watched in Summer League not only isn't ready for that role, He's not yet showing signs that he has the requisite skills to do all that and play the necessary role to make their Steph Clay-centric offensive work. Understand this. When it comes to executing in the playoffs, one player not knowing what he's supposed to do, when he's supposed to do it, will gum up the works. 
no matter how good the players are around him. Especially when the 24-second clock gives a team no more than two cracks at creating a shot on any one possession. And more than likely, you are going up against one of the top 10 defenses in the league. There are very few teams in the bottom 10 of the league that are making the playoffs. I'm not going to leave you with a conclusion or a pronouncement on what Wiseman is going to be or whether or not he can help the Warriors this season. I don't know if he will or not. I just know, as of right now, there's no sign that he can. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So, a couple of episodes or a couple of topics that I have yet to get to, and I did this one because I promised I would. we got to get into some of the talk about where KD could land and particularly what it would mean for him to return to the Warriors. I was also reminded, need to get to Ray Allen talking about why LeBron James shouldn't be considered in the greatest of all time conversation. And we'll parse what Ray Allen said and what makes sense and what doesn't. So one of those two will be in an upcoming episode. My TV schedule is light this week. So I'm hoping that I will be able to pump out uh, a few more podcast episodes than I have recently. In any case, in the meantime, thanks for listening. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details.